Hi everybody and welcome to a special edition of the Copcast podcast on Cop Left. Today I'm joined by Manu Veth, who's a football writer specialising in the Balkans in Russia. He's joining us to talk about a player that is currently linked to the Premier League and Liverpool. But first up, Manu, very, very welcome to, to, to the show. How are you? I'm pretty good. Thanks for having me on, Dave. You're very welcome. Uh, we'll talk a little bit later about some more involvement we're going to have with you. But t- to begin with, maybe you could tell us a little bit about what you do in football, your website, so on, uh, and, and, you know, a little bit of background on you. Yeah, so I have a homepage called uh, footballgrad.com, and we um, we write about the politics of football and, and the post-Soviet space as well as in the Balkans, but I also do some some lighter stuff like writing scout reports on players from the region, doing match reports, doing pre-game reports on on a region that's been very much overlooked um, in terms of football. No, absolutely, and and as I say, soon to uh, to join us here and join forces with WFI for a podcast, which we're we're, we're very excited about. Yeah, super exciting. Um, so we're going to have a football grad podcast and we're hoping to go on tw- um, twice a month and then in the beginning. And uh, it's going to be really interesting. Going to be joined by um, Andrew Flint, uh, who's going to be another permanent on the show. And he's very knowledgeable. He lives in Siberia at the moment. So, you know, lots of interesting stories are coming out of Russia from, from him. And it's going to be great. Well, hopefully he's not near the salt mines. <laughs> no, not quite, but uh, he sends me pictures every once in a while. You know, when he travels to to his home club uh, from from Tumen to Yekaterinburg, and it's 350 kilometers, and it's snowy and cold. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm envying him. <laughs> I, think, I think I'll stick with my sunshine, to be honest with you, man. But listen, <laughs> the purpose of being here, uh, Tony Barrett broke a story, basically linking um, Asmoons uh, to to Liverpool, I think, uh, during the week. And, you know, you have a bit of background on the player um, and, you, and you're here to tell us a little bit about it. Um, I'm just curious as to, to what his strengths would be. Um, I think you compared him to Karl-Heinz Riedler in a piece that you did. Uh, and and we're cur- I'm curious to let our listeners know, um, you know, maybe is there any players that he's, he's similar to? Uh, you know, I know there's, he's been likened to Lewandowski. Yeah, um, Sada Asmun is, is a very, very interesting player. Um, I, I personally love the comparison to Karl-Heinz Riedler. Um, there, there's a goal he scored in the, the Champions, League qualifi- in Champions League qualification stage against Ajax, where he just stood in the air, um, which was um, why in Germany they call Karl-Heinz Riedler Air Riedler. Um, so that's a really good comparison I find with him. Also, the way he moves, the, the, the size, his size, uh, his uh, awareness of the game. Um, I think the Lewandowski comparisons, I, I've, I've seen that because he's been linked to Borussia Dortmund as well. And um, I, I think he's, in terms of Lewandowski, can almost play like a playmaker. You know, he could even play behind a real, real striker in that um, half nine position. And with Asmoon, he he's if you don't play him as a natural forward, he's almost more of a winger or someone who can who can stay at the halfway line and, and break. So um, that it's a bit of a bit of a difference, like a bit of a difference in in terms of um, so awareness around him, like the, when he spotting players around him, etc. Would he be blessed with with a good amount of pace then? From, from what what you've explained there, I would imagine if he's breaking from the halfway line, he's he's blessed with a bit of a bit of speed. Yeah, absolutely, and he had he had to be in order for him to work and. An FC Rostov system, um, especially last season, because they, they like to sit very deep. 
um, and then then break forward really fast. So you know, in order to play in that system, you have to be very fast. You have to be hitting teams on the counter attack. No, absolutely. And as you rightly say, you know, his current side, Rostov, play play the high press game. Um, you know, do you think Asmoon would be able to be an effective part of, of you know the, the system that Jurgen Klopp we see employed at Liverpool, which at the moment like it's it's a wonderful brand of football. Do you see this player as, as being a natural fit into that? Yeah, game pressing is the keyword, right? Can he is he able to uh, switch from defense to offense really fast? And yeah, he can absolutely do that. I mean, that, that's what he has to do when he plays for Rostov. You know, they um, they said they, this, especially last season when they had that wonderful run to uh, finish second in Russia, which is incredible given the background of the team. They did fantastically, um, you know, being able to sit really deep and then get the ball up fast and create scoring chances. And he was a major part of that. So I would say, yes, absolutely. He can play in that game-pressing system, no problem. And, and you, you kind of suggested to me, uh, we'd had a conversation previous, that uh, you know this this would be a player that would have been on Klopp's radar even from the Borussia Dortmund days, uh, from from their scouting network. Yeah, you know, this is this is the the, the joke that we've seen, especially in this, trans, in this last transfer window during the summer. Because uh, Liverpool and Dortmund were linked all, to all the same young prospects, be it Moore, be it Dembele. Uh, Sinchenko was linked. He ended up going to Manchester City in the end. I think, you know, obviously Dortmund has a fantastic scouting book, um, probably one of the deepest in Germany because they have a scout there called Mislenat who's very, very good at, at his work. And it's quite obvious that Klopp, probably took a page or two of the playbook with him to Liverpool, which is why we're seeing all the same players being linked to LFC and be caught in the photo photocopying room with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, and um, I mean, that's, that's networking. That's normal. That happens in in any kind of industry, right? That uh, when, when a manager leaves to another position, then you have, um, you, you sort of steal the social innovations and take it with you to another, another company. Um, so I think that's why you see that, and then obviously you know the the, the fact that um, he's he's very inclined towards building a team not by signing necessarily big name players, but doing something similar than he did in Dortmund when he built a team from the ground up, um, sort of looking for key pieces that that can be developed long term, um, which is something that Dortmund is obviously doing as well. So that, you know it's it's the same kind of. It's the same kind of approach towards playing football. So obviously, you, we all find the same teams looking at the same players. No, absolutely, and, and I'm keen to sort of uh, to press on. This. You know, w- what is he like defensively? You know, we see with with this team at Liverpool at the minute. You know, this this pressing and everything's very fast and furious. Is this kid more of an intelligent presser or more of a headless chicken whenever he's shutting play down? So yeah, at Rostov they play in a in a three five two formation. Um, which is obviously the, the, the two wingers in, in the midfield um, become left left backs and right backs, right? So they have to go back. So you you turn your defense into a five five man um, formation when when playing defensively and sticking very very deep, um, being having to be very aware of what's going on. And the, the two attackers in that system have to also be. Uh, either Polos or um, Asmun have to be very, very good in sort of slotting into defensive roles. So uh, tactically, he's he will be very well schooled school because Kobe Berdeev, who implemented the system with Rostov last season, 
will have made sure that all these players know their positions quite well. So he's definitely not going to be a headless chicken. And and I know that you feel that maybe you know the player has a little bit to go yet um, to 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 maybe be a first team starter at this particular time for Liverpool. But you know, how do, good a player do you think he could become under Jurgen Klopp? Would you you know, project him to be an eventual starter, or maybe nothing more than a squad player? That's a that's a very difficult difficult question. We like, um, them, we like them on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> See, I think that he is not quite there yet. Moving to a big club, um, I've heard already in the summer there were rumors that he could go to Spartak or CSKA, and I thought that would have been a would be a good move for him now. Once Rostov is done playing Champions League, that he or they might even play in the Europa League in the, in the spring, then it might be best for him to stick there. But you know, to get a bit more experience in a, a slightly bigger club, to have a little bit of a step in between before move, making the move to a big club. Because the thing is, in a, in a big club, even if he has that potential, which I think he has a lot of potential, it can sometimes get lost by sitting on the bench, right? And I, I like to think that in terms for both Borussia Dortmund and Liverpool, because I see those two clubs about on the same level at the moment. And in both cases, it would be at the moment a step too much does he have the potential to play teams like that? Absolutely. I, I think so. Um, 100%. But he needs to have at least half more season of playing consistently football at a, at a good club or in European football. So if Rostov makes the Europa League, that would be good for him to stick there because he would get a little bit more European exposure and then he could make the move in the summer, which I think would be the perfect time for him. Yeah, the, the, the rumour here is that the move could be made in January. Um, and I'm curious, Manu, also, I know that there's been some question marks surrounding his attitude in the past when he refused to play for Ruben when he was pushing through his move to Rostov. What, what was that all about? So he was on loan at Rostov last season, season from Ruben Kazan. And uh, they made it quite clear that he would not want to return to Ruben. Obviously, he did very well last year. So Ruben had an interest of, of keeping him around. The, the transfer with them was agreed on. We don't actually know how much money was passed over from one club to the other. Um, but he made it very clear and he absolutely refused to play, uh, go back to Kazan. Now, that said, there, there was a change of management in Ruben Kazan. They obviously did not play him before. You know, he, he wanted to play Champions League football. Um, he saw Rostov as the better career move at this moment. So I, I personally think it, it is a, it's a tricky one because if a player tends to do this once, they tend to do it a second time. Um, the recent experience was with Henrich Michitarian, who went from Schachter Donetsk to Dortmund and he basically threatened at the time Schachter Donetsk that he wouldn't play again for them if he doesn't get the move. And then he basically did the same thing again last summer to push through a move to Manchester United. Um, so, you know, there's always the question mark. If players are headstrong, you know, they, they will always try to get their way. No, absolutely. And whilst there, there may be question marks around that, would, would you question his, his application? Uh, when he's at a club, does he, does he put the head down and get on with it? Um, you know, aside from these controversies, you know, the actual playing on the pitch part, is he a head down and get on with it player? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, playing Rostov in that system is very difficult. And there has been 
no issues with him whatsoever. Even last season, when it was sometimes at times very financially difficult to play for Rostov because they were behind in paying salary. And yet he still wanted to stay there. So, you know, in that terms, he knows what he wants. He knows that that he wanted to stay at Rostov to play Champions League, which I think is actually a smart move for him, right? Because it gave him a lot of exposure. Um, so, you know, he's he's definitely is a personality. He's someone who knows what he wants and where, what his next career move should be. So I, I think in that terms, it's, he's very good. Yeah, and you fan, you would, would you imagine he would fancy the move to Liverpool? Would, would that be something that, that would be a major step up for him? Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, that, that's... That's uh, increase in pay. It's playing in uh, one of the top two best leagues in Europe. It's playing under a manager that who has proven that he can form talent, that he can build teams. Uh, um, Liverpool may challenge for the title in the EPL this year. So those are all things that come into play. And I mean, you can say very similar things about a possible move to Borussia Dortmund, who also linked to him. Um, so I'm sure he will fancy it. Um, at the same time, he might also be smart enough to know that he should wait, you know, because uh, if, if he proves himself, that move could still come. Listen, that's fantastic. As I say, just just a, a little quick burst there, uh, just of some questions uh, around the player, Manu. Wait, thank you so much for being on and taking the time to talk to us, not just once, but twice, uh, because we kind of messed the first one up with, with, with uh, recording problems. So I, I truly do appreciate the time in, in you taking to come and talk to us and tell us about uh, the player. So, other than that, I, I think we're recording your new podcast. The first edition will be Monday. Should be out on Tuesday. Yeah, that's the plan. Um, we're really excited about it because for Football Grad, um, we really wanted to kind of grow in, in that area, and I think it's uh, going with uh, WFI is, is such a fantastic opportunity, and uh, for both for both uh, our patients. Um, so it's it's something that I think we can be all very excited about and really looking forward to it. We have some really interesting talking points in our first show. Uh, we're going to actually talk about Us Moon one more time. And um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be really great. No, well, listen, that is fantastic. Um, I'll say look forward to that one. I, I am going to be hosting it until such t- until such times we get ourselves sorted. So, again, for those of you who listen to our podcast, you've seen me struggle through the tactics podcast. We'll do this one as well. But as I say, just one final thing, Manny, where can we find you? Give the website a plug. Where can we find you on Twitter and, and anything more you'd like to, to give a plug out to? So, yeah, you can find uh, all our writing at footballguard.com. And then uh, my personal account is Homo Sovieticus. And then the Football Guard account is Football Guard Live. Um, we have an article come out pretty much almost every day. We do, as I said, scouting reports on players such as uh, Sada Asmoon, but also a whole bunch of other players that uh, in, play in that in that area. And then we also like to delve into a little bit of the more the politics of the game, uh, which in a place like Russia or Ukraine is uh, is very deeply intertwined with football politics. Um, usually mentioned in one breath there, so we do quite a bit of that as well. So it's a, it's a really great page to to check out. Listen, people, go and check it out and give the guy a follow. Um, and as I say, we'll have a new podcast coming for you on Tuesday. Other than that, uh, I'm just about to release the league. And my apologies on the delay for that. It's completely my fault. I've had some recording issues this week, but we're, we're good to go. Uh, the South America show will be out um, after this one. Uh, we'll be reviewing the, the, the round of games in South America. 
And other than that, everything starts again with Bodies in the Box on Sunday and a full week coming up on WFI. Just one last thanks to Manu for his time. Really, really appreciated. Really looking forward to working with him. And one last thing, if you give us a review on iTunes, we would be greatly appreciative of it. So for now, at least it just leaves me to say thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.